0: Really, I think that anyone who says they can't find the people that have diverse backgrounds, um, I don't think they're looking hard enough. And I think that there's a a way to ensure in your recruitment, if you're using a recruiter, tell them you don't want to look at a slate unless they're at least 50 percent of whatever diversity you want to look for.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Denton's, the world's largest law firm, with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations, serving 75 countries. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Barnhouse. I'm a partner and lawyer in the Edmonton office. Welcome to my podcast, where I explore the topic of women in entrepreneurship and leadership and the ecosystem supporting the growth in this segment. Today, I'm joined by Tracy Scarlett, an independent director and strategic business advisor. I'm excited to talk today about leadership and the perspective you've gained through some of your transitions along your journey. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Happy to be here. I wondered if you could just start off by giving us a little bit of background about yourself.
0: Sure. Um, So I've spent uh, many years uh, working in the entrepreneurship ecosystem and the innovation ecosystem, um, helping companies to build capacity and scale. And in particular, I spent about 10 years uh, working specifically with women entrepreneurs um, and helping them to access capital, uh, mentorship financing to grow international markets, uh, a range of things, accelerator programs, and very much entrenched in um, helping companies find the nuts and bolts and tools to succeed. More recently, I've spent uh, a lot of my time as a director on boards for either private companies or uh, some crown corporations in the ecosystem for entrepreneurs as well. That
1: sounds very exciting. With that background, um, and especially with with some of the scenarios that you would have seen kind of along your your pathway, can you tell us a little bit about the sh- the strategic aspect of of some of those? transitions that that people might face in in their careers and not everybody expects a transition but some people do plan for one and i wondered if you can talk about ways that people can be strategic and maybe set themselves up on a pathway for for where they ultimately might want to go
0: yeah um, i grew up in a time when um we had to be pretty nimble as um, career professionals to find the next step. I'm a Gen Xer and followed the Baby Boomers. So there was really not a lot of upward mobility within organizations that I found during um, my career. And so I started working yep. in the late 1980s. When I look at the different things that, that I have done over the years, I worked in labs. I worked in the biotechnology industry. I've worked in nonprofit sector innovation, ecosystem advising companies. So, when I look at the range of of industry backgrounds and specific areas that I've worked, the commonality between that is continuous learning, seeing what's coming next, and having, I guess, generalist transferable skills that can go into Mm -hmm. um, different areas. Mm -hmm. And in particular, I think leadership transcends a lot of industry specificity and um, allows you to bring leadership experience and diversity of thinking into other other aspects of, of different roles that you take on. So I think I've had probably about four or five different uh, careers, and I'm entering into um, another one now by focusing <laughs> most of my time into the board roles. But I think that all of the diversity of experience in small organizations, large, large organizations, private sector, public sector, I think having that kind of diversity uh, to be able to work in and be very adaptive uh, to different environments has has served me well in my career.
1: That, that's really interesting. That you know this concept of, I think I think, and I'm going to ask you in a minute to to expand a little bit more on on that diversity. But it's it's interesting to me that I think what you're saying is that. You also need to have a little bit of a, an open mind and be open to diverse thought patterns um, to see what prior experiences you have may shape where where you're next best suited to go. Can you comment on that and maybe a little bit more particularly on, on what you mean specifically by, by diversity?
0: Yeah, I think that um, we're more similar than we think, um, but there is When you are exposed to different, let's say different stages of growth of a company. So I've been involved as an entrepreneur in a startup. I've been involved as an advisor to startups and scale-ups. And I work now in environments that are financing businesses that are, are accessing millions of dollars of financing. So, when you look at just the, the diversity of that set of experience, knowing how startups work and knowing hands-on yeah. what it's like to try to make payroll also gives you good context to evaluate whether or not a credit risk is appropriate in you know a multi-million or you know, $100 million a year company. So there's um, there's a right. lot of transferability of, of knowledge. It just adds some zeros and adds some different kinds of complexity. Um, but I would say that even in a startup, like in the in the early stages of business. Those are really complex days for the entrepreneur because they're doing things that they don't have the knowledge of what to know. um, And they also have to try and figure it out on their own. Whereas in a larger company, you have more structure and process and expertise of deep knowledge uh, in certain steps that can help you. So, so I think that that diversity is not just gender or visible characteristics. It's also in diversity of experience for having dealt with different situations at different stages of a life cycle.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. I think that, you know, that diversity of skill set and being open to experiencing um, different skill sets along different different pathways. So if you're a really early stage company or a more mature stage company, you need to approach how you would solve a problem differently because of as you say, the the entrenched culture or the the structure within an organization. But where you don't have that, perhaps at a really early stage, you need to rely on more transferability from some of the skill sets that you may have picked up in other in other um, ventures.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that idea of continuous learning of you know challenging yourself to understand why. So if, if there's a takeaway from what I see in my own experience. It's that ability to want to learn more about why things are the way they are, um, to understand some of the mechanics behind it so that then you can take those models mm-hmm. and apply them to other situations.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that is is that curiosity, right? Like if you can approach something with a curiosity mindset and try to understand why it is is the way it is or, or you know what has led into that, I think that can really help you gain some perspective on on an issue from time to time.
0: For sure. And, you know, I think that when we look at um, what's happening right now geopolitically and uh, COVID-19, there's there's so much disruption that's happening, and yet there's learning that you can take from other experiences that help you through. So, for example, in some of my board roles, there's experience that you can draw on from other stressful or challenging business times that really help you to have the right viewpoint and not not get into panic reactive mode um, when you really need to be in in a thoughtful risk management, but also opportunistic, uh, taking advantage of what the opportunities are that lay in front of you.
1: Yeah, that, that's interesting. I I know that um, in some of the work that, that you and I have done together with with helping some startup or some growth or scale up companies, we've you know we've talked before about how no matter what industry they're in, these entrepreneurs might come forward with a problem that seems completely insurmountable to them, and they don't know how to approach it, and they don't know you know which way to even which way is up in in terms of navigating how to get out of it, and. The benefit of having a peer group or, you know, a, a cohort of people, even if they're not in the same industry, they've had challenges that may be the same. There may be some nuances to, that, to them, but they have challenges that are either identical or very similar. And it's su- always surprising to me how people can just say, well, I've already dealt with this and here's how you solve the problem. And that that solution in in some form not maybe not necessarily identically but that solution can be completely transferable to a completely different industry or a different organization or a different size you may have to you know massage it a little bit but the ability to problem solve drawing on experiences from others who have solved something similar or or maybe different um in a in a very similar way is is always surprising and i think that people don't recognize that as often as they should in terms of drawing on experiences that they or people within their network may may have had to help them move forward
0: yeah and that's the whole foundational uh, theory of why diversity matters in whatever uh, leadership team or uh, board or in your network to help you see things, blind spots you may not have or, that you may have, or or learn things that you may not have ever experienced. Like the, that's why diversity, in my opinion, is um, is so foundational to what we do and um, what I've I've seen in terms of successful businesses.
1: Can you tell us from your perspective if you think about from so so we've kind of talked about how that helps support the entrepreneur, or help help how they can maybe. Look through a slightly different lens to solve a problem. What what's the benefit of diversity from the organization's perspective? So, if you're, you know, on a board and you're you're trying to help an organization incorporate diversity, what what benefits does that bring to the organization as a whole?
0: When you're recruiting for board uh, roles, it's important to think of the areas that are not necessarily industry specific, but that are broader strategic and DSR uh, types of things that are broader from a public awareness or a corporate uh, responsibility or a an inclusion perspective. Those are hard things, I think, to be able to capture in a skills matrix. And if you have all people that have the same background, and let's use the, the, the words, white privilege of having grown up in a, a highly educated type of environment with a you know, middle class or upper middle class upbringing, there's a lot of blind spots that folks have. And, um, and I don't yeah. think gender comes into play on that. I think there is lots of women that have the same, the yeah. same uh, white privilege perspective. And so having, um, having some thought and some thoughtful conversation around your board table That if you are going to effectively sell your goods or services to a diverse population, your board, your leadership team, your decision makers should represent at least a snapshot of what those customers look like. And right. we saw a lot of this work when I was at um, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, but we, we worked with supplier diversity networks internationally. And that is the, um, the whole premise. It's not about doing what you need to to tick a box. It's really about embedding this idea of responsibility to the environment, to society, groups of people in a way that is responsible and sustainable and in a way that it's not about buying social license, which I think has been um, a conversation that, that has been had for many years. It's really about building your strategy in a way that it builds sustainability for your organization and for your customers long term and, and making a company that is going to be very, very strong and sustainable.
1: Yeah, I I really resonate with that concept of how diversity helps you establish sustainability long term. I think that if you look at companies that, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why a company might fail, but some of the, you know, the colossal failures that we're all familiar with, um, perhaps their philosophy hasn't been uh, sustainable because they've maybe had too many people who had all the skills, the same skill set, or they didn't have enough diversity in thought or enough people challenging current ways of, of thinking or of, of, you know, positioning brands or, or services. Um, and I think it's a really interesting way to think about shifting a view to is the organization sustainable and, and you know, questioning whether you have enough diversity to allow it to maintain that sustainability once you've established that
0: yeah absolutely. and i I think that is um, what all the research points to is that diversity leads to better performance financially, it leads to right. um, better performance environmentally, it leads to better performance. Uh, in terms of sustainability in a broad definition. And so those things should not even be in question. Um, and so a board that chooses or an organization that chooses not to engage diversity really is missing the boat in terms of providing shareholder value or or earning, you know if you if you're going to use financial metrics as your as your benchmark or your yardstick, you're probably not capturing the value that you should. If you haven't put a diversity strategy, embedded into your overall strategy, it, it is probably doing a disservice to what your company could achieve um, if it actually did that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, shifting that focus a little bit, if, if our listeners have now been convinced that they need to pursue diversity within their organizations, how do those organizations go about achieving that? Where, where are these diverse people um, that we need to seek out to balance a board or, you know, to balance out a leadership team? Where where do we find these folks?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've had <laughs> two calls in the last two weeks about people wanting to add some diversity into their board ranks. And, and it's funny because there are lots of highly qualified professional people that are out there that happen to have more diverse backgrounds, but you're not going to find them at the golf course. <laughs> and right. You're not going to find them uh, in the networks, maybe. If, you're board, if you look around the board table or you look around your leadership table and you don't have, if you have all people that look like you, then it yeah. probably means that um, you haven't done your recruitment broadly enough. So there are people and networks that are um, great segues into networks. Um, so I happen to have a very large network of entrepreneurial, very successful professional women in my network. So I'm happy every time someone calls me, I'm happy to give a couple of names or um, a couple of mm-hmm. ideas about where they might want to look. Um, but there are professional yep. associations, there's some women on board initiatives. Uh, there's one out of Calgary yep. that was started up and we've just been, before COVID, we were just in the process of getting an organization in Edmonton set up where there would be a place where people that wanted to find uh, women with, let's say, you know, an operating engineering background uh, to be on a board of an energy services company, that you could find those people that have the right education and experience you're looking for, but also then bring another perspective to the table. Really, I think that anyone who says they can't find the people that have diverse backgrounds um, I don't think they're looking hard enough and I think that there's a there's a way to ensure in your recruitment if you're using a recruiter tell them you don't want to look at a slate unless they're at least 50 percent of whatever diversity you want to look for yeah
1: I think that's I think that's really interesting I think I think what that boils down to is is being very strategic um, and being very deliberate about what what it is you need. So it's not, in other words, it's not good enough to say, hey, we're a new organization, we want diversity, and then think that you're done. You need to be very deliberate about what that means, what kind of diversity specifically will help us for the stage that we're at and where we want to get to. And then once you've identified that, it's a matter of really reaching out to to networks where those people, even though they may not look or sound like you, um, will congregate so that you can get some attention and, and then try to uh, be successful in recruiting them to, to the organization that you're looking for.
0: You know, and I would add to that, um, not one person, uh, not one woman that I know, or one person that I know that um, has maybe a different ethnic background than I do. Nobody wants to be the token one person appointed to a board um, because of that. Right. You want to be appointed to a board and you want to be a contributor to the board because you truly have value to add and you happen to have additional perspective because of the diversity that you bring. So I think that that's right. a really important thing to uh, keep in mind. And and we kind of go back to for many, many years, boards have been recruited through networks of pretty tightly held uh, groups and nobody really questioned whether or not Joe's friend Bill would be a good director. Right. We assume that he would be because he was successful in the business that he was in. Um, and therefore, he would be a good director to add to the board. So we don't put the same lens on diversity. We we kind of ask for more on that when we're recruiting in, yeah. in many cases. And so I think that there are many leaders in this field. I think if you look at the financial services industry in Canada, um, publicly traded companies, they've been very, very good at um, getting broad diversity on their boards. Um, I would say the Crown corporations as well um, have, have done a really good job because they have public pressure to do so. I think it's, it's coming, but some of, the, some of these sectors are, are actually well, well behind where they should be.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I think, I mean, there are, as you mentioned, there are some incremental steps that are being taken to in in some industries to move that forward, which is which is good to see. And I also think that there are some, you know, there's there's broad educational opportunities available for uh, people who want to educate themselves on how to be good directors. And they really focus some of those programs really focus on the importance of diversity. Um, and help sort of reinforce that message. And so I think that goes to your earlier point uh, where you talked about that continuous improvement and that continuous need to uh, keep learning and keep applying different thoughts and different perspectives to you know new and emerging situations and not thinking that hey, well, you know, my my guy Bill, in your example, he was good at this for 20 years, therefore he'll be good for the next 20 years as the world and the landscape continues to change. I think we need to be really open to the concept of that continuous improvement and the continuous need to ensure that we are representing diversity um, to align better with uh, the goods and the services and the people to whom we're targeting those, those goods and services.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I would I would suggest that um, smart people can learn. Um, so if if you're recruiting directors that have a track record of continuous learning, and they have done that throughout their career, they didn't just you know stop learning and run a company and not learn about technology or not learn about some of the underlying trends that are happening in the world, or even dig into some new technical aspects of learning. Um, you probably want to make sure that that's one of the attributes you're looking for in your skills matrix is um, this demonstrated track record of continuous learning and finding new things.
1: I agree. I think, I think that the characteristics or the, you know, the attributes of of the individual and their willingness to have an open mind and their willingness to absorb new information. And as you said, you know, smart people can figure it out and they don't all need to necessarily become the technical experts, um, you know, that, that are, that you would hire for within an organization, but they can absorb a lot of that information if they have the right attitude and the right willingness to uh, continue to absorb that. And I think, I think that's a really good point. And I think that organizations are, you know, some of the more sophisticated ones are the more, the ones that are a little further along um, are starting to think about those kinds of things from a board succession perspective and a, board orientation perspective is that constant need to update and refresh people's skill sets and bring them current with whatever it is new regulations or you know new geopolitical issues that we need to be alive to and stakeholder issues that are relevant and making sure that there is a spot. It, that education isn't a one-time thing. And so just because you got hired to this board you know, two years ago, if the landscape changes, I think th- there are some organizations that are really at the forefront of, okay, when, when there is a change, we have a responsibility to bring all of our, our board members along so that people's perspectives are continuing to be enhanced with, you know, with new learnings and, and new opportunities. Well, that was very interesting. Thank you so much for taking time today to share your views on leadership and the, you know, the strategy around uh, diversity. I thought that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, thanks, I appreciate the conversation. And uh, you know, I think that we need more of these conversations to happen around um, many leadership and board tables. I agree.
1: Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow to get notified when we have an update.